This is the minute where you'll hear digital product insights from our Better Product Podcast guests in 10 minutes or less. Christian Beck, In It For The Minute, the show that was inspired by my commute during the pandemic, which was roughly 45 to 60 seconds long. At Innovate Map, we believe that founders need to deliver elevated design to stay in touch with users, and it can be done on a shoestring budget. To help illustrate our point, Madeline Woods, CEO and founder of Walden, breaks down the purpose of the MVP and how to maximize it for evolving your product, and did this all pre-investment. Also, side note, you need to know that Madeline Woods is one of the, the coolest inventors ever, and she also created the Burrito Pop, which is a holder for burritos that you... Uh, like kind of like unscrew and it like pushes the burrito up so you don't get your hands messy. She raised money on Kickstarter last year and got funded and now is producing them. Anyway, it's a total side note, but I felt like it was important enough that you all should know that you should get a burrito pop. Anyway, here's Madeline Woods talking about how to build product on a shoestring budget. So with your MVP, time box the smallest possible thing that you can build and get it into people's hands as quickly as possible. So I started off with a, I just, I took a week and watched a bunch of YouTube videos and um, built something super simple uh, that just had an onboarding flow. And then it dumped you into a chat based thing with a to-do list. And that's really all we started off with. So if you're non-technical and you're building something that requires code, this is a time where you might consider spending on somebody to build. You'll either need to find a way to make money, raise money, or get as far as you can with your MVP to attract a a technical teammate. This is not necessarily easy and it might stop you in your tracks. But if you get stuck, you can still do what you can with no code tools. Again, so many resources out there to build beautiful digital experiences and you can start putting together your database of users um, without writing a single line of code. So I'd highly recommend getting as far as you can. If that's not something that you have in your team or in your skill set, just go as far as you can with what you have. And just getting that far will, will help attract those technical teammates. It'll help attract fundraising if you're looking to do that. Otherwise, build a sustainable business. It's amazing. It, it's self self reassuring. So you don't necessarily need to depend on other people to make your business happen. And again, even without a designer on your team, or if you're not a designer, you can still make elegant experiences. I was able to put these together with some of these tools. So we used Unsplash and UI faces. So Unsplash has amazingly high quality images that are free that you can add to um, the different photography or images throughout your site. And you can also use things like UI faces, noun project. There's just a million of these tools. If you are looking for user avatars, icons, anything, any placeholder images, anything that you need. So you don't have to spend money on photography or illustration or digital assets. At this point in time, it's not super useful. You don't need to spend on that. Yes, you should be thinking about your brand and what you want to put in front of people. But really, your product is going to change so much at this point in time that it's not necessarily worth it to spend thousands of dollars on on those kinds of things unless you have that skill set in your wheelhouse, which is always a special superpower. I would also recommend using tools like Figma or Sketch to start designing your product. And then if you don't know how to code or use these design tools, check out YouTube. There's so many tutorials out there. There's free education everywhere. It's a really amazing way to figure out how to build something. And for the most part, 
everything that you're thinking of building has somehow been built before, you know, at least in the most basic way. So you can kind of take that and build on top of it and, you know, think about how you can use what's already out there to get the job done. At this point in time, you have your MVP out, you have people using it. Our first version of our MVP, again, like I said, people could onboard, they could connect with me, essentially, I pretended to be a chatbot just by messaging people directly and trying to sound like a robot. Turns out people find out really quickly that you're not a chatbot and they start saying, you know, hey, Madeline, how's it going? But you can really just wizard of, of Oz some of that stuff. So we had the chat component, we had payment built in, and we had a to-do list. So from there, I stayed really closely with my customers. This is really, really important. At this point in time, you might not want to do this, but you're going to have to talk to your customers at least once a week, if not once a day. This is where you're going to get one, the most motivation. Your customers are going to be the source of the excitement around the products that you're building. They're going to be the people who are kind of driving you forward, asking for features, telling you if something's working or not working. Talk to your customers. This is something I'm going to tell you every day every day for the rest of your life. Go talk to your customers. If you feel lost and confused, go talk to your customers. Find ways to identify places where it's difficult for a user to do something or where you run into limitations with convincing more people to sign up. So these are some of the things that you should be paying attention to with your MVP of your product is where are people getting stuck? What's useful? When do they bounce? When do they, you know, when do they want to cancel their account? What's causing that? What frustration? How can you fix that? What's what's working? What's not working? And with that, I would also just keep in mind to solve for the scale that you're at. So solving for when you have one to 10 users, it's very different problems and challenges than solving for 10 to 100 users versus solving for 100 to 1000 users. So really take into account what phase you're at and what tools you need to solve the problems for that scale. So don't be afraid to put your designs out there, no matter how early they are. And keep in mind that like, just bring delight to people. They'll love it. They'll love you for it. And that's something that will stick with them, you know, even after you change your product um, months and years down the line. So keep iterating, folding, fold your learnings back into the product and just do what you can to get to the next level of a, a little bit more clarity. Keep de-risking your product. Again, some of the tools that I used, you can use Craftwork, Creative Market, Figma Resources, Sketch has you know, a bunch of online resources that are really amazing as well. Get those assets and icon packs and UI kits. You can also use Dribble or Product Hunt for inspiration or to hire a freelancer. I would definitely not recommend taking anything that you haven't designed and that you don't have permission for off of Dribble or Product Hunt, but it's an amazing place to get inspiration for how different UI components could work together for what style you want for your marketing site. You can use it for your mood boards. You can use it to compare other products that might be out there, especially with things like Product Hunt. You can kind of get a sense of what tools are out there on the market. So the number one thing that I am just going to keep saying is stay close to your users, do what you can to keep keep their voices like close to you so that you can easily make those design decisions. Thanks so much for listening to the Better Product Feed. If you haven't yet, be sure to join the community of product professionals all on a mission to build better product at, you guessed it, betterproduct.community.